0: Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games FM, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now, welcome your hosts Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad.
1: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. We've got a lot of information coming at you today. Uh, we want to talk about what will you play Friday from last week, what did you guys actually play, what hit the table. We've got Spielist SRS nominees coming up, Kinderspiel and Kennerspiel, which means knowledge, uh, Children's Game and Knowledge Game, uh, is Kennerspiel. And so, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. Also, we want to talk about Edge of Darkness by AEG. Uh, The, uh, what's it called? The backer kit just opened up for that. And so, you can still get in on that campaign as like a last chance if you want to. We're going to talk about all these things coming up shortly. Stay tuned. It's going to be an awesome day full of a lot of good stuff. Check you later. Alright, hey there, welcome back We are talking about a lot of cool stuff today First, let's talk about what we played over the weekend Um, As I mentioned, I was going to be having some people over this weekend And I did, and so I busted out all my party games We had like the six player games, Jamaica, Escape, Wits and Wagers, King of Tokyo I'm the Boss, Codenames, uh, Citadels, we had them all out We didn't know which ones we were going to play Uh, Unfortunately, the ones I wanted to hit the table did not, but I'm glad when people decide on games together and they get the ones that they wanna play. I play my games a lot more often than everybody else does because they're mine, so I want people to pick the games that they wanna play when they came over. They chose Codenames and Wits and Wagers. Codenames is a great game. Um, It is basically just two teams just trying to, uh, you have a five by five grid of words, The code giver knows which words belong to him, seven of them, or her, seven of them belong, or eight of them belong to one team, and nine of them belong to another team. The code giver will say a word like, um, mammal, two, and then the team that's on that code giver's team will try and find those two mammals that are out there. The problem is, is maybe there were three mammals, maybe there was a dog, a cat, and um, a lion, And so, you know, the lion might be one of the other team's words. So what they have to do is they actually have to touch the word to guess it. And if they guess the two words that are on their team, they'll put two of their icons over it. And if they accidentally guess one of the words from the other team or worse, the assassin, uh, the game ends immediately. If If it's from the other team, they just put one of the other team's tokens on it. So the first player to get all their words, or the first team to get all their words, wins. That was a terrible description of code names because it's early morning and I'm not thinking clearly, but we got code names to the table, loved it. Um we played three rounds of that, and then we played Wits and Wagers, which I talk about all the time on Board Games FM. It's one of my favorite party games. If you haven't checked out Wits and Wagers by North Star Games, just do it. It's a really, really great game. Um you're going to love it. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Betting and, and uh, questions and answering and silly questions that nobody knows the answer to, but you want to give your best guess anyways. A lot of fun. Check out Wits and Wagers. That's what I played over the weekend. What did you play? Check it later. All right, everybody. The nominees are in for this year's Spiel des Jahres. We told you we'd be talking about it today, and here it is. So, we've got um, Azul, which is made by Plan B Games. They are like a groundbreaking game company right now. Uh, They've got a lot of good stuff that's just kind of flooding the market, and they're uh, up and coming. Azul, we've got a game called The Mind, and we've also got another game called Luxor by Queen Games. Now, uh, I'll start with Luxor. Luxor is kind of this traditional-style-looking board game that is anything but. You've got the you've got spaces that are going around in a square, and they're getting smaller and smaller as they go to the center. You're in some kind of uh, like Egyptian temple, trying to get to the center of this tomb. Every space has a tile on it. Tiles are worth victory points, and they might give you some sort of game enhancements when you land on them. You start out with one meeple moving around the board. As you get to certain checkpoints on the board, you'll get other meeples that can come into the board and start playing. And so you don't always have to use um, your movement on the same meeples. You can have up to five meeples. The game ends when uh, two players reach the center of the tomb. It seems like it might end pretty early, but you actually have to collect a key somewhere along the path. So if your guys that are currently on the board have already surpassed the locations with the keys, they will never get into the tomb, meaning you'll, you'll have to use the other guys that you collect along the way to come around. So it's not as quick and easy as you think. How do you move? You have a hand of five cards. You're only allowed to play the card on the left side of your hand or the right side of your hand. Once you play one, you grab a new one and you move it to the middle. There's lots of different sideboards, lots of different tableaus of tiles you can collect, uh, different cards that are greater than the regular draw pile. It's it's actually just a lot more involved than you would think. It looks really cool. Have I played it yet? No. Do I want to play it? Absolutely. It looks kind of. Um, It looks kind of mid-weight to uh, lightweight. It's just right on the border there. It looks very, very fun. I want to try it out. I've talked about Azul. So if you want to hear about Azul, you can go back to some of our previous broadcasts. But it's basically an abstract game uh, in which you're going to be trying to create this tapestry for a king or this tile artwork for some kind of Moorish king. Um, And uh, the way that you place the tiles is going to gain you victory points. Um, It sounds boring the way I just said it, but it is a really, really cool game. Go back and listen to my full description on it. Um, I believe the title is uh, the episode is entitled Plan B Games. And then finally, the game called The Mind, which is the one that I'm least interested in in all three of these. It's another number game. So you've got Okie Doki out there. Okie Doki is that game where you're trying to build sets of numbers in ascending order. You've got Hanabi out there, which was up for game of the year. It might have even won game of the year. Uh, gosh, six, seven years ago now. It was at least up for it. And uh, you were trying to create a fireworks show by creating sets and colors of fireworks, one through five. Uh, and you wanted the colors to match up too. And this is almost the same game. You start out with three lives and you're gonna be trying to complete 10 different levels, maybe depending on how many players are in the game. Level one, each player gets dealt one card and they have to play it in ascending order. Three, 10, 20, and then you beat level one. The only problem is, is you're not allowed to say anything. You're not allowed to talk or communicate about your hand at all. Then you go to level two, each player gets dealt two cards and you wanna play them in the right order. So if you think you have the lowest card, which is a six, you play the six. And then somebody else might play the 12, but then the player to your right had the seven. And so the player on your right says stop, and you lose a life because they had the seven. So I don't know. I guess I I haven't played the game yet. I guess I'd have to play it, but you know I'm kind of over the number building, ascending number order set type of thing. It's, I'm just over it. So I'm not really excited about the mind, but I really am excited about Azul and Luxor. Have not played Luxor yet. I really, really want to. It looks cool. It looks much better. Or it sounds much better than it is. Um, than, than what it just looks like. It looks like a traditional board game where you're moving around a board. There's a lot more going on. Check out these games. Let's see what wins. We'll find out in July. That's it for now. Stay tuned for some Kenner Spiel and some Kinderspiel. Spiel. Check you later.
0: You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today.
1: All right, everybody. It's time to talk about what's going on in the Kickstarter world. Uh, One of the biggest things that happened, uh, I believe it was sometime last night, uh it was either last night or about uh 12 a.m this morning um the pledge manager opened up for edge of darkness now i believe the pledge manager is allowing people who have not got in on the original kickstarter to get in on the game so edge of darkness is a game released by aeg it's going to be fantastic it's loaded with double-sided card crafting good stuff for you on one side bad stuff for you on the other side which is what the enemy gets to do there's the threat tower in which uh you're going to be dropping cubes of different colors down uh where the the cards are going to be set up in this threat tower three different cards and cubes will come down and they'll fall in different areas and if it's your color cubes you have the majority of color cubes in a certain area you're going to have to fight that threat versus somebody else there's locations that you go to that oh it's going to be so good at their shared deck building it's going to be fantastic. If you've not seen this game yet, card crafting, deck building, uh, oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Check out Edge of Darkness. The pledge manager just opened up. You can get in on the game for $60 and you get a lot of sweet stuff. If you get in, at the game, in the, on the game for $100, bucks, you are going to get all the minis with it that look totally unnecessary but totally cool. Um, And there's a lot of other things that you'll get with it too, extra cards. And then there's like a super awesome tier where you get the newest expansion that's going to come with it too. Um, So yeah, it's open. The Pledge Manager is open. If you still want to get in on Edge of Darkness, do it. I think it's going to be a pretty sweet game. I think it's going to take the card crafting mechanism and this is going to be the game that really shines with it, even more so than Mystic Veil. So take a look at Edge of Darkness. Get in while you can. That's it for that. That's it for now. Stay tuned for some Spiele des Desiara's information coming at you real soon.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Board Games FM is powered by TheologyOfGames.com.